to the Compound Podcast, episode 106. I got that right. Presented by Parse Rum. We have a very special surprise guest. I didn't tell the boys about this, that you were coming on because we hacked, we've been promising you on this podcast for the better part of a year. Well, hang on a second. And it's, it's mostly, I'd say 90% your fault because you literally asked me like five hours before you want to do it. Okay. Give me, give me a couple of days and I'm yours. Well, right, today know, I gave you, know you like 10 hours heads up and that was a big deal. Well, I got nothing to do now. Okay. So <clears throat> I'll Just be on your out. next podcast too. So you were, you went on uh, part of my take and yeah. the, it was the unofficial, official, unofficial retirement announcement. Yeah. I mean, they kind of hit me with it and I, I wasn't going to lie to them. You know, you were probably one of the first guys that knew, like I said, probably it's at season season's end probably sometime in October you know I knew it it was just I mean that I I feel good body feels good velocity is still fine but I just I could not command the ball anymore the shoulder doesn't feel the way it used to and I don't want to go out there and just get my ass kicked so I'm gonna move on you know happy with the way it went and it's just it's time to go on to something else people in Chicago go ahead I was gonna say do you have any plans currently a lot of plans, actually. There's a couple things, you know, that I've been talking about with some people that can't necessarily share a lot of details about. I uh, wish I could. Uh, in the next few days, we could probably get back to that. Um, some other things going on with, uh, there's a guy, his name's Josh Serlin. He is the founder of a company called Black Bear. Um, it's an apparel company. I've been talking a lot with him. He's actually in Japan currently. Uh, sourcing a lot of his new materials. So look forward to working on uh, something with him. A little collaboration is probably going to happen uh, in the future. And fashion is, is something that, you know, I've always been interested in. Hap, you and I have talked about getting involved in some sort of apparel company down the road. Yeah. And now with the time, you know, I think that that's something we, we uh, should explore a little bit further. So uh, that, that should be a fun project. As you talk about fashion, I'm thinking about when you bought that hat. <laughs> this hat? Yeah. Dude, I got absolutely scammed, all right? I mean, it's, it's the best-looking hat at F1. I'm like, all right, I need that. That's 120 bucks. Okay, I'll take two, right? Because, I mean, look at it. It's all it's stained stained to death, and that's, that's why I've got a backup. I literally wear it every day. It's my favorite hat. We were at the F1 race, and Jake came back from the, like, merchandise tent with two of those hats it's like most expensive hat i've ever seen in my life 120 bucks a pop had to support though had to support i had to had to you know it's, it's, it's a it's a nice hat it's nice if hat. it's 120 bucks you better wear it every single day yeah i mean it's it's got a sweat stain um it's a good hat though you know support support lewis hamilton and you know when i'm driving i'm driving a mustang every once in a while and people look at me like why the hell you got a mercedes hat on i'm like <laughs> all right Easy, easy with the questions. It's a nice hat. Let's just yeah. move on, okay? They got, yeah, they got to learn about F one. And I and I do too. Honestly, I've learned a lot from you. I know you're a huge F one fan. Way in. Follow it extremely closely, uh, Matt. I don't know if you know uh, Matt Duffy at all personally, but he's also a diehard F one fan. And I've told him he's got to come down and, and go with us next year. You know, we were all teammates last year, right? We all played together. <laughs> I was going to say, weren't you all on the same team? Yeah, that's a great point. That is such <laughs> hey, a he's good re- point. Hey, he's retired. Give him a break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, seriously. You know what? And I actually, another another thing that I messed up. So when I was I was talking to the guys on PMT, 
they were asking me about the wild card game. And I, th- I believe that I said that Schwarber hit a leadoff homer and he actually hit a homer in the third inning. You know, that, that, that was like that was like 12 years ago. So you were so you, know, you get, were so locked in. You just didn't. We scored one run. That's all we needed. Didn't matter. I, that, that was a fact that that story actually happened. Didn't you didn't didn't you tweet something before that game, too? Yeah, I was getting a lot of heat from Pittsburgh fans. And there was this uh, I was this parody account. I don't even remember the name of it, but um they said something like black and gold or black and yellow is going to be all over you all night yada yada and i sent out i mean i don't know the exact words but it said something like you know whatever makes you whatever helps keep your hope alive just know it doesn't matter and then in the in the in the stands in the stands you know some guy had that tweet uh printed out on a giant poster board and then next to him and uh, I think they were all over the stadium. I saw it a couple of times, you know, uh, huge cutouts of my wife's face. Um, you know, I, th- I it's, it's, that's, that's good. Uh, that's good BS. You know, I, I liked it. And at the time, ultimately confident, didn't really matter what, what they did or said, you know, it, uh, it went down the way it went down. I mean, how, how great does that feel to then go out there and just shove it up their ass? I mean, nine what? innings, 11 punches. It looks pretty bad if I get my my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, you gotta back right. that up. You have to. You have to. And you know, really, at the time, I felt you know, in inside of me that that I was unbeatable at the time. Not that you know, uh, I wasn't capable of going out there and giving up a few runs and and losing the ball game. It was just kind of the way I felt internally at the point at that point in time. And to kind of breathe that confidence amongst my teammates too was something that I, I feel like helped put us over the top. Especially that year coming off the 2015 run, right? That was 15. Cause I had just been drafted. I was yeah. in Arizona and watched the game in AZ, but yeah. being around, around the clubhouse today <clears throat> with the reporters and everything kind of after that announcement came out, or was that two days ago, whenever it was. Yeah. A couple of days ago around the reporters, the only thing they could talk about was like your career stat line in Chicago. They were like, that was absolutely unbelievable. And the 15, 16 run that you were on, there was, it was just like, everybody was talking about the last couple of days, like remembering how fucking nasty that was. And I, I honestly, I couldn't even go back and tell you, what I did in each game. I don't know if you're like that, right? Like if, or if you're, if you're detail oriented enough to like be able to know what you did in each game, like for, you know, months, like I, I can't, I can't do that. I knew it was a phenomenal run. Right. But it was like one game would, would happen. And then it, it was basically, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind, prepare for the next one, go out there and, and, and compete. Right. So like people will ask me sometimes, hey, you know, tell me about the game against St. Louis and like in August. I'm like, I need to see it again. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I know it was, I know it was pretty damn good. It was probably at least seven innings, maybe one run or less, right? But just and and you've had those moments too at the plate, right or whatever. You almost feel like, all right, the ball ball looks huge. The swing swing is precise. I'm always on time, and it's just clicking, right? And for whatever reason that happens, it just so happened to, you know, continue on for three or four months. When you were in the middle of it, did you know how special it was? Like, did you know that it was like, this is absolutely ridiculous? 
Yeah. And honestly, the only reason I knew is because, you know, you get texts from family and friends that send you, you know, tweets or articles that the reporters, you know, put out there about, you know, your last seven starts or, um, haven't allowed an earned run or more than one earned run and whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that's really the only reason I, I recognize any of it. Um, and, and I understand why people do it. People get excited, right? Your buddies, your buddies are proud of how you're performing. They want to send you that kind of stuff. I try to not really look at it too much, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the only reason I, I knew about any of it. So I'm also a pitcher. Uh, like between outings during that run, like were you someone that did the same exact thing every time? Or did you not really focus too much on like, not superstitions per se, but like the same exact routine? I mean, pretty much. There'd be days where I would, uh, the only thing that might change is I throw a bullpen on day two versus day three, right? Based on, you know, how the body felt. I was always big on just listening to, you know, the, the way things were feeling, right? If my, my shoulder was hanging a little bit or back was tight, hamstrings were tight, I might push things back a little bit or I wouldn't work out quite as heavy, you know, just so I could have a little bit more recovery. Or if we were going to, you know, if I had to, um, you know, pitch a West Coast game coming from Chicago or vice versa, just just taking it a little bit easier, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I love to run a lot. You know, and there'll be times where I'd go, um, I love to run in visiting stadiums, right? Go out there early, kind of run the stadium up through the seats and in, in the top section. And sometimes I'd leave the stadium, just kind of run around the city for a little while, right? So um, sometimes just pulling that back a little bit or throwing, you know, several less pitches on the side. But as far as, you know, day-to-day -day stuff, it's pretty similar, right? I think the biggest change is really when I would throw my side. But you weren't like, a, oh, I went to this coffee shop last time. I got to go to this coffee shop again. Well, I mean, being a being a coffee nut, like I'm sure you guys are. I know mm -hmm. Ian is. Um, I pretty much stick to the same spots, really. Mm -hmm. On the, you know how it is on the road. We have our spots. We like to get our coffee. We like to grab breakfast or lunch, whatever the case is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that routine uh, definitely stayed the same. Um, days I pitch, man. I would, uh, the night before I would eat a huge dinner, like late at night. Right. And then I wouldn't eat really anything. I'd have like a juice and a coffee probably around noon. And then I'd get to the field and have something super light, maybe like, you know, a protein shake or honestly some greens and some fruit and that's it. And then after the game, I would just dominate anything in sight. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know about you, but I didn't like to pit. I didn't like to go out there and compete with like with anything heavy in, no. in my in my system you know like when you eat a big meal you feel kind of lethargic your energy level kind of comes down um so i try to avoid that right on on star yeah. days you know it's pretty easy too. only only having to do it once every five days that's uh sometimes in the minors we'll have uh double headers and last year i swear we had a between game pasta and i was like there's no way i'm eating Ugh. pasta and then going out there and throwing the next game yeah yeah it's a tough environment there too when you don't have many choices right yeah you know it could be like uh concession food from the you know uh, up top chicken mm -hmm. fingers and you know and, and french fries so what are you gonna yeah. do for sure snake you know the uh you know the pittsburgh spread the famous pittsburgh spread with the yum yum oh yeah 
Yeah. So we were just still, in guys, still got it. We, well, yeah, of course. We were just in Pittsburgh, and uh, we got a new nutritionist, and she wanted to do it pregame. And I was like, mm. "You do that pregame, you're gonna have a bunch of guys. Just you're gonna have to roll people onto the field." Well, she's got a lot to learn, then I guess. Yeah, with the there's a spread in Pittsburgh, which is basically like uh, it's like hibachi. Yeah, it's like hibachi, yeah. and they have like the the like shrimp fried rice and chicken fried rice with the yum yum sauce. It's like the yeah. best spread ever, and guys just absolutely crush it after games. Yeah, you guys have been to like a you know the flaming hibachi deal where they got the uh, the sauce for the seafood. It's kind of like a, a more like salsa type of type of sauce, and then like the white sauce, which is kind of like a, a more thin like mayonnaise, which is the yum yum, mm-hmm. and it's it's fucking delicious, right? It's four or five ounces at least. I don't I don't know, man. Look, maybe maybe you should try a pregame. Does it make you feel bad? You're eating too it, much of the rice. I don't think it would make you feel good. You'd have like a whole thing of rice. You'd be really you would have a whole there. thing of rice. I, you know, I'm, I'm a protein guy. You're a carb guy. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't eat anymore. Look at you, dude. I'm two twenty. 220, I'm two twenty four, and I'm just peeled. I mean, I'm come on. <laughs> what was your playing weight last year? Uh, probably two thirty. But you're just shredded right now. Shredded. You saw, you've seen it. You could get in an F one car right now. That's how. That's how lean you need. <laughs> I'm six four, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I don't think I have the wrist strength to turn that wheel like those guys do. Too much wind resistance on your head, huh? Sticking above the car. Dude, I'm a ten from the eyebrows down. Leave me alone, Jake. In 2017, when Ian ha- rookie Ian Happ comes to the big leagues, what do you got on him? Uh, extremely quiet, um, but well beyond his years in terms of how he how he goes about himself. Right. I was gonna say. I was gonna how say he's he not like a typical rookie. He's pretty pretty mature. No, he's right? not. He's not. You know, I think a lot of that, and he uh, Ian would probably attest to it. Is is you know a lot of that will come from his brother, right? Like Chris is really smart guy, um, and and Hap is is interested in a lot of the things other than baseball, which. I think that's one reason that me and him have become such good friends. You know, he's not just this, you know, this, this rock thrower that, that plays baseball. He's, he's multifaceted. He's well-rounded. Uh, he's got a lot of interest and he's, he's ambitious uh, outside of the game. And obviously he works extremely hard on his craft. Um, but he's not shy about kind of looking at other opportunities and exploring things for, you know, post baseball, whenever that, that time comes, you know, hopefully he, he plays for another, you know, 15 years, but uh, what you don't see enough players do is put it, put time and effort into uh, some other, some other hobbies or interests, right? Because whether we like it or not, and this is a quote that I heard my very first spring training from uh, one of the union guys, he said, you're going to be a former player a lot longer than you are a current player. And that's one of the things that's that's stuck with me my entire career. And and hey, look, obviously we got to put a lot of time and effort into our 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 career and our craft on the field, but we still have some downtime, right? And we have other interests. We're not just baseball players. So um, so yeah, that's one thing that I respected about Ian immediately. And um, you know, that's that's why we've got so many things in common. Zach, I think you were looking for him to shit on Ian, and it turned more into a fluff. No, I knew he wasn't going <laughs> to. Yeah, shit on him just because of how, nice just because yeah. of how close Ian was with the older guys when he just got there. 
I knew it. I knew he wasn't going to go there, but I also didn't know he was going to go in too much of that big of a fluff either. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I'm, he, he's he's one of my guys. Come on, come on. I can't. I, I don't have much. I don't have many many bad things to say about him. I mean, uh, there's one. I mean, I, it's not even bad, but uh, a funny story. I don't know. Oh, here we go. I can here tell about it, but I, I saw him kind of out of sorts. The most I've ever seen him. Uh, when we we're in Colorado at Ballyneal, I took the boys golfing, and uh, I'll just kind of get to the end of it. Uh, we can get deeper into it later, but the night the night's winding down. I don't know if it's like two o'clock or whatever time it is at night, and we're standing these like it's uh, this golf course called Ballyneal in Holyoke, probably what two and a half three hours from from Denver. Is that right? Yeah, it's like dead east of Denver, basically in Kansas. So I yeah yeah yeah. It's where it looked like we were playing golf on the moon so uh beautiful course though so i got a buddy who's a member there we land we get a rental car from the airport we drive straight there and i love long drives so these guys are kind of in the back you know i don't know if davies was sleeping or whatever you you might have been passed i think out. i was sleeping you yeah. were probably passed out all right so we get there we play some cards we had a few drinks then the next night or the next day we play golf all day um I don't know how many holes, right? We played At like 50 30, holes. More than 36. Right, oh right, right. So, because we played 36, and then uh, one of the guys challenged me to like a nine-hole match, and two of the guys caddied for us. It was, it was a blast. It was a high-stakes match, too. A high-stakes match, right? I ended up winning. And, um, you know, that night carries on. A few more drinks are going on, right? And and one of, one of the things that, that – uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at like lasting all night and I'll be looking around and no one's, no one's there hanging out with me. So I lose Ian for probably 30 minutes. I thought he went to sleep. So I think it was me and Davies. I'm going back to, to my room and I, I walk outside and I just see, I see Ian. I think you're in pants. He's in pants, no shirt. And he's just sitting there with an empty water bottle, just kind of staring into space. <laughs> just, just nothing there. Just gone. Right. So I, I, I go up to him and I, and I, you know, I'm like, Hey man, like, I think it's time to call it. And, uh, he's like, okay, no words, just kind of shakes his head. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, and then passes out and he was back, back the next morning and we had to drive to Denver and, uh, and play a baseball game. Yeah. I was locked in. I think you got a couple knocks that night. I'm pretty sure you did. I didn't have to do anything. So I felt great. Yeah. That's what happens when you play 36, you walk 36 too, walking only. 36 holes i will also say on that trip i saw snake have the most impressive putter toss i have ever (laughs) seen in my it might have been a wedge it was a wedge it was a wedge it was a wedge it was a wedge you want to tell him why uh because he hit the most unbelievable drive 375 yards right down the middle into this what? into this tiny bottleneck of a fairway and the green i i can almost touch it it's like right here it's like right here go ahead was it a chunk or a skull or then a chunk skull god who knows i, I think I, he, I don't even know i think he laid the sod over it Fuck. about 15 feet then he got up to it this this is now his third shot mm. and sculled it over the green and at that mm. point wedge went a hundred yards in the other direction straight helicopter it was the most amazing toss i've ever seen i loved every second of it and i still use that club yeah it survived 
I have no idea why. Well, and, that's one of them. That's it. go ahead. I'm, I'm pissed. Well, I'm just saying we got to the next tee and he was right back with it. He was excited to hit the next tee shot. It was <laughs> a, it was a 30 second snap. He walked uh, directly to the next tee and then he was locked in. And I don't throw, I don't throw clubs often. I really don't, but that's just one of those no. moments where, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting up here watching Ian. He's probably one under on a pretty friggin' hard course. Okay. That was tight. And I'm like four over and I just, you know, I hit a beauty and then I end up making a, a, a triple. Okay. I'm seven feet from the green. I made a triple. <laughs> All right. Lying one, seven feet. Not supposed to be like that. Zach, I've seen you throw a club or two. No, I don't. I don't like throwing clubs. I don't. I don't. You don't really throw them. You more like slam. Them. Like you're more of like a stomp it into the ground. Yeah, that's Isn't it. Right Zach's there. Zach's got a really good game. Zach's like a plus one or two. Zach's better than Ian. Uh, well then, He's yeah, a- of course. No, no shit. He doesn't throw clubs. You got <laughs> you got to be a six, at least a six or worse to throw clubs. <laughs> I throw clubs all the time because I suck. So there you go. <laughs> and there's something about it, you know, like you don't want to hurt the club. But just the release, the oh. release, right? And you have yeah. to, you have to know, you have to know at least a, a general direction or idea of what's in that area. Which at the, at this time, I had never been to this place. Like I said, it was these this dune style rolling course that looked like the moon. Beautiful though, and I threw it up up, up over a hill. It could have been gone. Right? It could have been, been gone, gone forever. You could have thrown it into gone. a sand dune and never came back. I could have hit a uh, an eighty five year old man too. <laughs> I could have been kicked out right on the fourth hole. Very possible. That's what pe- but, people. You ha- if you're gonna throw a club, you gotta know where you're throwing it. You have to mm-hmm. pick it out. Say, oh, that'd be a good spot to throw it. But also, right. as soon as you release it, it's the worst. Like five seconds, you're just like, oh my god, what did I just do? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why you're even saying that. You probably never thrown a club. You're a plus two. All right. No, you're I, just trying to make me feel better. No, believe me, there's a lot of frustration in this game. Well. I'd love to be a, well. I don't know if I'd like to be a plus two. I, God, why? Why are you playing? Why are you playing baseball? I believe me, and struggling too. Believe me, I know. Yeah. Don't talk about it's, it's all a struggle. Well, you're in AAA. You're right there. Can we can we switch gears real quick and talk about the current game, Snake? Uh, I don't baseball? know if you saw. Yeah, baseball. I don't know if you saw this, but today, Anthony Rizzo is playing for the Yankees, playing against mm. the Go Tigers, Zach's team. Yeah. Zach's yeah. boys, mm-hmm. they went four-man outfield, complete infield shift, no bodies on the left side. T- Toronto well, just did this to him too. Toronto did four-man outfield to him and Gallo, and then the Tigers mm-hmm. just did the same thing. I I didn't I didn't see those two examples, but I did see a four-man outfield against somebody yesterday or the day before. Um, look, I. If the shift is allowed, and I don't know all these advanced analytics, like I, I'm not, I'm not sitting in those meetings. We're not in those meetings. You, you obviously get some of that information, right? Yeah. But there's a long discussion on on why they're going to do that, right? Like they are, they are almost certain that that's the best option, right? Or else they wouldn't do it. So I understand why it's happening. Do do we like it? No. I mean, I th- I think it's kind of ridiculous. But, and I think you would agree with me on, on this, that if, if our job is to try and get, try and get 27 outs and we feel like that's the best opportunity to get that out, then I guess it makes sense to do it. Right. As, 
as a pitcher, you turn around. Oh, yeah. Four-man outfield, nobody on the left side against Anthony Rizzo. You feel good about yeah. that? Or do well, you feel bad about that? Against Rizzo, no, I don't really feel that good about it because how many times have we seen him, you That's know, kind of choke, choke up three inches and, and take his little base hit to, to shortstop, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Are they banning the shift next year? That is a is that, proposed, it's is proposed. A proposed okay. from the commissioner's office, the idea of banning the shift. Okay, and I know as a position player, and we've had these conversations with Rizzo a lot, I know you guys probably want to ban but do you not do you not also think that that looks it looks a certain way if if the best players in the world aren't able to make certain adjustments because yeah because of that like that that's and I'm on the fence, dude. Like I'm not I'm not completely on the side of of uh, figure it out. You're a big leaguer, but I'm also not on the side of being able to put four guys here or five guys here, right? So I'm somewhere in between. Um, but like when I'm talking to, when I'm talking to kids, it's like, and they're thinking, well, why don't, why don't they just change their approach a little bit and go and try this? So, and I, I don't, I don't know what to tell them because that's the way I feel. I mean, what, what do you got on that? Well, you threw a gazillion, what, dude, what am I going to I didn't, I didn't throw way, throwing 97 with the fucking 90. You're, you're, the... You were throwing 95 throwing from behind a righty's head. That it's, it's, it's hard I understand that. I understand that. But, you know, with, with two strikes with two, I'm not telling you every time, if you hit those late, those fucking lasers at 114 miles an hour to shallow right field and the guy throws you out at first or he catches in the air over and over and over, why wouldn't she try fucking try something else? (laughs) Here's, here's my, here's my thing. I got two things. One, I think, we played with the great Schwarbino for a long time. A guy like Schwarbs, like the game is more exciting in as a whole. The game is more exciting when a guy like Kyle Schwarber hits a ball 115 miles an hour. And it's a hit. And it's a hit. I don't disagree with you on that. Um, here's, here's my other Averages thing. will go way up, right? Averages will go the up at least some. Up. My other thing is I don't know that – the best athletes on the field are making the decision to go play 25 feet into They're the not. I think They're that's not. a decision that comes from somebody upstairs. Well, I mean, come on. You don't think. You know that. Well, yes. But my, my thing is, like, say, think about one of the best infields you ever watch play. Like, I'll go maybe, like, Javi and Addy playing together when early – like those yeah. two guys yeah. watching those two guys up the middle cover as much ground as they possibly could not be positioned perfectly for every play, but cover as much ground as they possibly could and show off their athleticism. Like that's fun to watch. So it if you say, if you say there's two guys on one side of the field or everybody has to have their feet on the dirt, I think then you still at least reward somebody for hitting an absolute bullet, but you get to watch those guys cover as much ground as they possibly can. Like watching Javi or Andrew Alton Simmons or Jose Iglesias play shortstop. Like that's a fun part of the game. No, I agree with you on that. So where, where do you draw the line? Like, do you say, like you were just mentioning, like you have to have a foot in, in, in the dirt or you have to be this far from, from the edge of the dirt on the back of the, on the back of the infield. Like, can you, 
do you do you say okay for outfielders you can't play past like this gap or like where then it just it seems to get overly technical and that i mean look that's that's a conversation that that you guys as a union are going to have to have with the league right and and iron that out it's not going to be an easy one but like i said before i kind of see both sides of it i really do um and as a pitcher i i can i i agree with you too like i i don't I don't think that that's, that's a bad, a bad idea. And if we're trying to grow the game and we, we want more fans in it, right. To watch you're right. A, a ball that's hit 115 off the bat. People want to go nuts and, and assume that that's a hit. Right. Um, but then you have to admit there is, there is that part in there, like as a baseball purist that would like to see guys try to make a slight adjustment. And I know it's hard, but, you know, if I know that I can throw you here and you're going to hit it there every time or 40% of the time, you know, because now you're, everyone's trying to win the game at all costs. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's just, it's fucking weird, man. It's weird though, because like Rizzo, like, you know, we can said, or even Schwarber, they could bunt every time, right? And like, and like, oh yeah, I'm making an adjustment. But then the front office and whoever's going to be like, hey, we're not paying you all this money to lay a bunt down. They tell them to, to slug. Right. Right. Like you, you're, you have your guy with a high slugging percentage that hits the ball over the fence. Like we want you to still try and do that. And I do, I understand that too. Right. Like, yeah, you have your, there are some lineups that have thump from like two to seven. Right. So then the, maybe you can do it in those lineups. Not everyone has that. Right. So we have our best guy, lay a bunt down and then we have a guy that hits four homers behind him right, right. doesn't make a doesn't make a lot of sense and with with the stuff that's on the mat that, that people are featuring on the mound today it's absurd right like watching what hunter green's doing now and i mean there's starters i mean i just watched um you know mcgill for uh for the mets right who's in place of of degrom currently i mean he's throwing 95 to 98 that's and that's like a, just a routine that's just a that's just a, a right-handed starter now. If you come to the park and a right-handed starter is featuring 95 to 98, that's like your well, we got another that's your average righty. Like average that's mm-hmm. that's what you're seeing right now. But it's yeah. I do think like the baseball purists and the guys that have played the game better around the game, like you understand the what it takes to make that adjustment to to wait on a change up or an off speed pitch late in the count and like shoot it to left or like even take like kind of a gross swing, but manipulate that ball to where people aren't like guys that have been around the game and seen it appreciate that fact. I don't know that our casual fan of the game that's tuning in to watch the cubbies is like, appreciates everything that goes into that thing where I do know, like the casual fan that tunes in or like, sees Sunday night baseball, like when somebody hits a missile in the four hole, like they understand that. Yeah. Well, what are, what are your thoughts on trying to, uh, trying to build the knowledge of even like the, the, the common fan, right? Cause and look like Cooper, Cooper's 10 now. Right. And we had a, we had a team deal tonight. We took the kids to high five, which is like a main event. We had a team meeting and we showed us some videos because they're having trouble with uh, like pre-pitch routines. We got kids standing 
like flat footed as the ball is crossing home plate. I'm like, you fucking guy. Like, if the ball, if there's a foul ball and I don't see a reaction, you're out of the, you got to go. You got to go. Right. But my, my point is, baseball is a very technical game from like little league. And there's so many facets of the game that you have to kind of understand. With football, yes, it's a complex game, but it's, you kind of know what you, what you're saying. Right. Um, basketball, fairly simple game. Right. So it, it's, how do we, how do we increase the knowledge of those fans? Right. Rather than just like flipping the, cause not many people are just going to flip the game on that might like baseball and watch nine innings. That's true. Right. Like it's, but the, but the length of the game to me, that's always been like a weird uh, argument because football games are over three hours long. And there's right? not that there's sneaky, not that much action in those. And games. There's not that much action. If you go to a game, you actually understand that. Like, I, I don't, I haven't been to a lot of football games, but the ones I have been to, I'm like, there's a shit ton of breaks, right? They disguise it pretty well on TV. Yeah. But, but I, I don't know. I agree with you, but I disagree with you in a way. Wouldn't it be amazing if, if you were out there on the bump or I, I think like the Manning cast is a good example. I know they're trying to do it with A-Rod and whatever, but like if we you should do were, that, we should do that. And, and John Boy Media should do it. Tom, Tom, yeah. Tom. But if you, if you could have guys talking through the thought process, talking through the game, like if you, if the, if the fan knew everything that went into outfield positioning and infield positioning and the conversations that Jay Hay Hay and I have on a regular basis about Mm -hmm. the different parts of the outfield that we're going to cover and what we're going to do pitch to pitch and the way the wind is moving at Wrigley and like all these little things that guys process in 15 seconds in between a pitch, like everything that goes into the game. And I think that's like the job of former players now, as people get into media, as there's more options, as ESPN's expanding, as John Boy Media is, um, you know, things like that are growing. It's former players and guys who have played the game to not just sit in the booth and give the play-by-play, but to really get into, hey, this is all of the stuff that's happening behind yeah. the scenes during the course of a game that makes it so interesting. And it's the reason why guys yeah. that play it love it so much. Yeah, you know what, and, and and nothing against the the color guys or the broadcast team, but I think it just gets a little stale. You know, it's just like, and there's an art form to it, right? For sure, it's like, not an like, easy job. What, like what what Ben Scully did for for his entire career, he was he's a master at it. But I, I think it's it's a little outdated in, in a sense, and that's a great comparison. Like what Eli um, and, and and Peyton do. I mean that that would be great for our sport. Why right? isn't would, baseball doing like a hard knocks, like throughout spring training or even throughout a season? Like guys are on the cusp of making or breaking the team. You know, like I I think that especially baseball fans would love that. Like there's baseball fans who know everything about every single team, yet we're still dealing with like blackouts. You know, and it's like I think there's just so many avenues we could take as a sport to truly grow it and. We're not exploring many of them. I agree with you on that. Ian, what do you think as far as the player's willingness to to partake in something like that? Do you I think, think it's different it's, in baseball or, I, or what? I do. This is my theory. 
I think it is different in baseball. I think there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. There's a lot of moments and there's kind of that it's fading, but there's still that old school mentality of don't ask me to like, I'm already playing 162 games. I'm here every fucking day. Don't ask me to do anything else. But here's my theory. My theory is if you asked every team to do it for a week, one week, I'm not asking for the whole season. I'm not asking for the whole spring. I'm asking for one week. We have cameras on you. You could, every team could do it. Every team would do it and it wouldn't be that big of a lift. Every team for a week and you, and you kind of, once the playoffs come, yeah, then it's back and you have to like deal with it. That's part of being a playoff team. But like for a week throughout the season, every single team gets filmed and then that turns into a show and then once the playoffs hit they get to like I mean they're they're doing even like the mic'd up Sunday night thing now for during the game and it's pretty cool like I mean it kind of feels like it's spring training but I mean it's cool to see that side of players during a game yeah I I like it I mean and I think the I think what's cool too is like the conversations that guys will have at first base right or you know with 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 the opponent or the middle infielders you know shooting the shit with the guy in second base um and look i the old school way of baseball was like you know like kind of fuck the other team yada yada but it 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 is that way but we're still like we're still friendly right like i want we want to beat your fucking ass but like you know hey what's going on like how you doing like that that's fine too at the same time i mean for for 95 percent of the guys in the league maybe more, maybe 99%. Like you have the ultimate amount of respect. Yeah. Everybody has those one or two guys that they don't get along with or, or have a little beef with, but like you respect every guy's journey because it's almost exactly the same as yours. Like every guy has had some, some path similar to yours or, or you understand the work that goes into getting to that level and so there is that mutual respect like when you watch a guy it doesn't matter if it's your teammate or your best friend on the bump like when you watch a guy stay on a fucking two two backdoor slider and hit a bullet to left like coming in like hey man that was a sick swing like there's that respect because you do it 162 times right and that's that's a great point that's something i tell people all the time right like might not like each other certain guys right but everyone that i respect everyone that has a uniform right like and you know, there, there's going to come a time where, you know, I'll do, I'll do some work in the game and look, criticism is, is a, is a natural part of, of playing a sport is especially playing a sport at the highest level. And whether there's criticism or not, it's just evaluating the performance. But at the end of the day, like I respect the hell out of everybody who gets to wear that uniform because we all know how fucking hard it is to perform at a high level uh, you know, playing, playing this game. Right. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that's like the part of the game that was, or has been taboo that like lifting the curtain on that and being like, look, there's mutual respect across the board. Guys like each other. A lot of guys have played together or against each other at different points in their career. And like, they are friendly, but they go out, and compete all the time. Like, I think that's perfectly fine and like should be embraced amongst the game. Right. Right. I do too. I think maybe where it's not is like fans, diehard fans of certain teams, seeing a guy kind of chumming it up with another guy, you know, it, 
I guess it might not look the best in their eyes, but you know, come on, like we're still doing everything we can to, you know, to beat the team you don't like, even though we're yeah. friendly with, with another dude, right? Like it was, you know, you heard the old stories of um, like Jeter and A-Rod or whatever, playing on certain teams, going, being caught at dinner with players from the other team. Like how many times do we do that? Like we, you know, we're doing that all the time. Right. Yeah, especially if you play with guys and like they're your buddies. Like, of course, right. whenever you're in the right. city, you're gonna get to see everybody. Hundred percent. Snake, have you ever yeah. used? Have you ever used Manscaped? Why are you asking me that? Am I <laughs> extra hairy right now? No, you're beautiful. I but I don't know if you know. No, I haven't. We have, I haven't. Does it work? Give me one. It, it does. It does. <laughs> we have, we have a uh, a code code compound uh, for twenty percent off I'm not and done. free I shipping. Need you to send me one. At manscaped.com. We can send you one. We'll send you one. All right. But they, they have this, uh, I don't know if you know this, they have this this trimmer and it has a light on it. It's got a light. Yeah. Like, are you doing in the dark? Yeah, you could do it in the dark. It's unbelievable. Right. Guys, you know about Manscaped. We always talk about Manscaped. April is not only the beginning of baseball season, we're in it, but it is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Manscaped is doing something really cool. They've partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 13 to 35, giving support for fighters, survivors, families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. That's really awesome. We love Manscaped. We appreciate their support. Check them out. It's a great time to do it in April with Testicular Cancer Awareness Month going on. Get 20% off and free shipping with code COMPOUND at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, code COMPOUND. Hey, okay. You want to see something that's really bothering me? Can you see my eye? See this? What do you get going? Dude, it's swollen. I don't understand. It's swollen. You got a little, little sty? You see that? No, I don't even think it's a sty. Look like I got stung by a fucking wasp. Can you can you see this or not? I can see it. No, I can see it. Dude, I, it's unbelievable. So the bottom, this eyelid, right? The bottom one was swollen yesterday, and then I wake up this morning, the top one. What's going on in Austin? Huh? I, I don't know. I'm 36 now. It's not, and then this one kind of hurts. I don't, I don't understand. Brittany's All like apart. freaking out. Brittany's freaking out. She's like, it's a sty. It's, there's no fucking sty. I don't know if it, I got bit by a spider. But it's just, it's bad. It's bad. I need help. But you look great. My body's great. Body's no, great. It's from the no, what is it, nose down now? What is it? No, it's from the nose down. I'm falling apart. I am. I need help. I need a pedicure, is what I need. You're a big pedicure guy. Well, I mean, I got into it. You know how Joe was. It's like, uh, I think David is probably the first one to do it, right? Paying his toenails. Really? Well, so we had to. If you wanted to wear sandals on the flight, you had to pay yeah, your toenails, yeah. right? And then it kind of started with that. And then Palmer, you know, she she's uh, she loves pedicures. She wanted to pick pick polish to to get dad's nails done. Like you can't say no to her. I, I don't want her turning into a stripper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did you ever do like did you, you ever do manicure with your to make sure your fingers were good? No, I do my own. No, very very like precise with especially the middle finger, right? I would always get like a slight blister here if I cut the yeah. nail too short. So mm -hmm. I don't want anyone so touching. So you don't want anyone touching. 
No, I take, I take, and I will, you probably saw me cutting them in the clubhouse all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right, filing them down. Right, and you did a lot. Of, you did a lot of the, uh, the, 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 the you know, paraffin. Thing? Yeah, the, the wax. The wax. Oh yeah, I'd walk around just, just waxed up. It's nice. It's nice. Wait, Check it yeah. out. I don't but know if got... there's, I don't know if it's still in the budget in Chicago there, but it should be in the corner in the back of the training room. Yeah, I think they took it out. I think they after after you left, they got rid of the Pilates stuff, and they said we don't need any wax. I mean, David's office is really the. I mean, they they made that room for me, and they got rid of it. It's sad. I I miss that room dearly. I know, I know. Well, in the off season, you can come to my house. We'll do it. Yeah, I'm very excited to do that. Hey, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us. Are we done? Do you want to talk about anything else? No, I, I, gotta, I, I gotta wake up at five. So yeah, I thought let's, I thought let's do it's it already eleven forty-five. So I tell you this: I get up, I get up about five thirty every morning. I have a little bit of time to myself. I gotta, I gotta wash this eye. I'll let you know how the eye is in the morning. Yeah, but me. I make, I make the kids like, uh, like New York strip or uh, like ribeye and eggs and pancakes almost every morning. We sit down. We have a nice, nice little family family breakfast together take them to school and then i start my day so uh it's it's a fucking hell of a morning what a routine you're awesome wow yeah and then I, and then i go straight you know straight to the gym Brittany plays tennis um we meet up for lunch and then we you know we we keep it rolling we got baseball practice tomorrow and thursday it's a big week it's a big week hey you let me know how your eyes tomorrow boys it was good to be with you nice meeting you again. thanks for coming on yeah appreciate any, it any anytime guys yeah for sure Thanks, Nick. That was Jake Arrieta. Surprise guest. Surprise guest. I told Tom, but I didn't tell you guys because I really wanted that to be a surprise. I joined the Zoom and the first face on the screen was Jake. And I'm like, what Zoom am I in? But I recognized <laughs> him. So I was like, all right. All right, guys, I got to get out of here. I'm in the wrong one. I was like, oh, shit. Sorry. I didn't mean to, didn't mean to be here. Yeah. Now that he's retired, he was, uh, I sent him a text this morning and he was in. So, and he's, he is always willing to stay up late. So I knew we could still catch him tonight. Well, that's what I felt bad. I didn't know what time zone he was in. I was like, uh, is he? He seems like so FTB, it hurts. Oh, my God. Oh, the best. That means for the boys, by the way, if anyone doesn't doesn't know what yeah. FTB means. He's he's unbelievable. And, like, especially, like, right. I mean, he was awesome to be in 17. But, like, we got really close in 17. And then living in Austin and, like, being friends and, like, spending time together, like, hanging out with him last year being able to play golf and do stuff like so awesome we've been going for a while there's one thing i want to talk about before we move on first of all go tigers forming outfit against frizz kind of fucked second of all zach nasty play today huh yeah that was a good one talk the us best, through it talk the us through part it. is that uh anytime i'm playing second and cry there's that short like if there's nobody on and a lefty comes up i'm usually shifted over a little bit and every single time i'm like hey I can't flip it into you. And it's like a running joke. So like, bro, it's never going to happen. Like the same kind of play happened last week where I just took it myself and threw it. And I was like, fuck, I should have flipped that to you. It would have been sick. And like today, same thing. I did it. And then again, that hitter, it, it was a righty though, which was interesting. Well, that so was like, when you, I, I don't think you could have thrown him out. Like, I don't think you would have. No, no. And that's why like, I was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to do it because I'm not getting them. And then if we get this, like, it's going to be really sick, which it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, perfect. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you 60 
percent of the play and forty percent to Kreidler. Because I say I, like I, your I, plays I, the tough, like heck, his part's the tough part too. Like to bro. be ready for it and then turn and fire. Well, that's the thing. Like he's ready for it because we joke about it, but also serious about it every time we're on the field. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, hey, it's coming. And then like as I was diving, he was like, yes, yes, yes. Where I was like, oh yeah, it's fucking Ooh, over. That's the best. I'm gonna say 70-30, Zach. I'm gonna give you seventy percent. I'm also, gonna have to give him some credit. I mean, that was the strongest throw ever. That dude was a like, missile. Oh, a fucking because the guy almost beat it. it was I know, and then I, I looked up as I flipped it, and I saw him like you, you can see as an infielder, like if you have time or not. And like I saw it in the corner of my eye, and I was like, oh my god, Ryan, please make us, please make a good throw, please make a good throw. For the people that don't know, it's on the John Boy Media main account. Whoa, big time, big time. You couldn't get on, you couldn't be number one on Ploof's list, but yep. for the main account. You got on there. Zach dove up the middle, glove flipped to the shortstop, missile throw, got the guy first. Very impressive. You don't want to know what my favorite part about Zach is? His mom. Oh, tell us about Zach. Tracy. Tracy. Miss Short. Nicest lady of all time. She's checking in on me and my injury. She texted me <laughs> last week. And when Zach was supposed to play against us, checked in on me, see how I was doing. Cause she was sad. I wasn't playing against Zach. I told her I had a bullpen last Wednesday. She literally remembered to text me on Thursday and asked how my bullpen went. I was like, you're the nicest lady of all time. That is so amazing. The best part remember- is Dakota in our group message was just like, you guys are all terrible friends because you guys didn't reach out to me, but Zach's mom did. Literally no one in the group text texted me, but Mrs. Short remembered to text me and ask me how it went. I go, she's my best friend. She's my new best friend. That's absolutely incredible. I don't know. Um, if you guys remember this, but uh, we did a Mother's Day episode with all the moms, and I oh, still yeah. think about how great that was. That was a good. Oh, yeah. That was a good idea. I can't. Did you think you did think of it? That was. Maybe we should run that back. That was good. Yeah. Isn't it coming up? Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, wow, it is. Shit. Yeah, Zach, get something for. I might have to get something for your mom. Now. You should. I'm, I you feel like her should. son. I feel like I've been. I'm become her fourth son. Well, well, Maybe a back. bottle of Parse. Maybe. I don't know if I don't I don't strike Tracy as a big drinker. No, she takes one drink and she's asleep. <laughs> doesn't mean she doesn't love Parse. I've been getting a lot of Parse chants from the crowds this year. Hey, I a did too when I was in Iowa. Really? A lot. Yeah, it was good. People are people are screaming at me. When I say Parse, you say Rum. like I give one, I give one of these. The best part is usually people don't say it. They say that, and they're like, when I say parse, you say rum, and then they just look at you. I'm like, you have to yeah. say it. You got to say, say parse it? so I can say rum. You got to finish it. Um, well, let's do our Sloan screen time. This is. I think this has been a great episode for us. I think we uh, Snake was a great guest. We talked through some really cool stuff. Uh, I like to break uh, the lineup news before it happens. I'm DHing tomorrow, boys. First DH of the year for me. Whoa. Wow, a little day off almost. Well, what, I what uh what spot? Four hole. I ran like seventy five. I ran like seventy five feet yesterday to try to catch a or today to try to catch a uh ball in the left field corner and dove and hit off the end of my glove. So now I get DH four. Hey, Wander Franco's pretty good. No, I made some nice swings today. Was that the first time you've seen him in person? Yeah, the guy is strong. He was swinging it. Strong. Toby's lost today, so I can't say too many nice things about the other team. But that's fine. But you're just a baseball fan. I'm just a baseball guy. Yeah, as a fan of the game. As a fan of the game, the Cubbies, the Cubbies are swinging it. 
put up five Suzuki, runs. player of the week. Suzuki, my best friend, is a hell of a baseball player. He's the guy doesn't swing at balls. Does not swing at balls. It's he walked unbelievable. Twice, he, walked, he walked two or three times a day. I think he walked twice and got hit by a pitch. He's unbelievable. I could be wrong. Um, I think I saw a tweet. I don't even know if this is possible that he was like in the hundredth percentile for swinging outside of the zone. Dude, dude, he does. He um, he does not swing at balls. How? He doesn't believe in it as a principle. <laughs> Won't do it. Uh, Sloan screen time presented by Sloan. There's Sloan flushers everywhere. There's Sloan flushers at Wrigley. There's Sloan flushers where Sloan Dakota is. There's Sloan flushers. Zach, you seen a Sloan flusher recently? No, I actually haven't used the bathroom in our locker room because they don't have Sloan flushers. So I just go outside and use them. Good, good, good move. Yeah. Uh, I am at 547 today. But Six- it's, 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 it is literally 1159. So this is a pure screen time for me. 548. 610. 514. You're gross. But you're, but th- I'm two, I'm three hours behind you guys. Well, two behind Ian, three behind Zach. Three behind me. It's 1 a.m. Tom, what is know, yours? Tom, like, Tom, what's yours, Tom? Come on. 20 minutes. It's, it's a new day. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Give us the real time, Tom. Brand, Brand new day. I Brand really want day. to know your 24-hour number. 739. That's not bad. That's not, that's not that that's bad. That's not that bad. No. That's not that bad. I was expecting like nine plus, so that's yeah. not bad. I, oh, damn it. My girlfriend, yeah, my girlfriend came in the other yeah. day. She had a really early flight. She was at like 14 hours. Ugh. She had to. I will give it to her. She had to work. But I to hang up and hang out every now and then. Yeah. But I said, I know. Be a friend. Sickening. Ian, I'm very proud of you for finally getting Jake on though. Hey, thanks guys. Felt really good about that. Um, that's episode 106 of the Compound Podcast. Wait until I'm. Now that we've crossed Jake off, who's the next person that we've promised for a long time and haven't crossed off? Is there somebody else that we have? I haven't promised anyone else very much. All right. Jake was our biggest. Say is the next one I'm getting on the pot. I think he'd be electric. Say and Toy. Perfect. The the duo. All right. See you next week for episode 107 presented by Parse Rum Compound Podcast. Rum. When I say Parse, you say? Rum. Rum. When I say Parse, you say sleep. (laughs) Sleep. (laughs) All right. End the recording so I can go to bed. I'm even tired. And it's you, you. But I gotta get up. But I, I gotta go edit this. Come on. I get up Tom's early though. That's why. Until Tom, thank you. Get you some Adderall, Tom. But you two get to sleep in though, so you'll be fine. I don't know. Tom, I'm you guys get drugs tested over there or what? <laughs>